Welcome back, Minimal Moves. It's Haruka again, and today I wanted to talk to you about my new series. Well, actually, I'm just gonna obviously start off the series, but I'm also going to introduce it. So it's called Rules and Regulations, and this is the most annoying series title that I could have found. And well, it is about rules and regulations, but that's not really the point. So I'll talk through some rules or like little minimalist challenge items, I guess, that people have. Thought of, um, I'll try to accredit them if I can figure out who has made these rules. But sometimes it's just kind of this thing that I have in my mind that I know I learned along the way, but I don't know where. So I'll just give whatever accreditation I can. And if I don't know where it's from, I'll let you know if either I thought of it, which is probably generally not going to be the case for the rules and regulation sections, or if I learned it somewhere on the internet. And basically, the point of these rules, as far as I interpret them, is to give yourself a guideline of how you're going to put into structure the parts of your life that may be a little bit harder. Like for me, I love clothing. So, saying that I'm not going to buy clothing altogether, I did a no buy, and I'll talk about it at some point, but I didn't do a no buy as a thing that I was deliberately thinking about. It was kind of like an accidental, I was trying to declutter and things like that. So, Otherwise, it's really hard for me to stop myself from buying clothing. And using these rules are helpful, I think, for me to keep my wardrobe in check, to keep my footprint in check, things like that. So that's why I'm going to do a rules and regulations series. Definitely let me know at my Instagram at minimalmovesbyh what your thoughts are and what suggestions you might have for the series or any other ones. So, with that, I'm going to delve right into that 10, uh, 10 10 rule, or it's like 10 slash 10 rule. I am trying to remember where I learned it from. It might have been from CK Space, who is a YouTuber. I think he also mentioned, though, that it was from someone else. So, I don't really know. It's definitely from somewhere on the internet and then adapted into what I think works well. So, there are two 10s, obviously, it's a 10 slash 10 rule. And You first write out the 10 most expensive possessions you purchased in the last decade. So it's like 10 out of 10. And then the next 10 is 10 things that added the most value in your life in the last decade. And see how those match up. And I think the point of this rule is that you want those two things to match up because you want the things that you are spending a lot of money on to. Also, be the things that added the most value in your life. And I think that the 10 most expensive possessions you purchased in the last decade, that first sort of category could include various things. So it doesn't need to be a single item. For example, for me, I don't really have a big ticket item in my closet that is expensive enough that it in and of itself is a most expensive option, but all combined, I'm sure it'll be up there. So here are the 10 most. Some of my most expensive things, I won't talk through every single thing, but here are just a couple. So, my college education, my high school education, rent, food, sort of maintaining myself, traveling to and from home. So, I think that these are probably the most expensive things that I've spent money on. I will also throw in clothing combined as an entire category because for me, that makes sense. I think that. Each one of these categories don't necessarily need to be a single item. I'm sure that other things, if you bought a house, if you bought a car, those things would definitely be up there. But because I don't really have those expenditures and the material possessions that I do have are fairly low value, like I don't have a really fancy piece of jewelry or anything like that either. And so 
these are kind of the main expenditures that I've had. And then the 10 things that added the most value in my life, I think overall actually align fairly well for me. So it's things like studying abroad, both in the sense of coming to high school and college abroad and also studying abroad then in Paris afterwards or abroad from abroad, if that makes any sense. And obviously, I appreciate having a place to live and having food to eat. So those categories are very, very valuable to me. And traveling to and from home is also a necessity. So and also, in case you didn't know, I'm an international student from Japan. So studying abroad in the East Coast in the US. So traveling to and from home means taking the flight um, from Japan to the US. So that's definitely expensive and definitely worth it, for sure. I think those are the central pieces that have been most expensive in my life, even not just the past decade, but I mean the past two decades, which is approximately how much I've lived so far. I think that those are the things that have been the most expensive and also the most valuable and life-changing. Well, I don't mean to say it in the life-changing kind of dramatic way because I think that those are changes that I deliberately made. I mean, those are changes that I deliberately made. I made them my decision and my parents somewhat reluctantly sort of let me kind of make those decisions. And I think that those are the best things and the most expensive things that I've done. <laughs> so... So those two categories line up really well for me. So let me talk through the fashion piece a little bit and food because those two things aren't one single item. You know, they're an accumulation of various things like let's start with the fashion side. So I have had several waves of purchases, I think, throughout my life of clothing. When I was growing up, I my primary clothing expenditure was my uniform because they were very expensive. And on the other hand, for casual clothing, I grew up mostly wearing either secondhand or Uniqlo. And the Uniqlo in the US is not so cheap, but I feel like in Japan, there's this perception that Uniqlo is this high quality, but very, very low cost for the quality sort of clothing option. And they're fantastic. They've also gotten cooler over the years, I think, and also their style has improved dramatically. So I think that's kudos to Uniqlo's designers. And so that's where a lot of my clothing came from. And then when I got to high school, I was moving to a very cold climate that I was not used to. So my mom forced upon me, for good reason, a lot of turtlenecks, either t-shirt material turtlenecks or sweater material turtlenecks and that was great in keeping me warm but I also had a uniform of turtlenecks before turtlenecks were trendy and before I knew what I was doing in fashion and so that was kind of awkward too. Then I had my next wave. I gradually kind of circulated things out and experimented a little bit and learned a lot from from definitely dabbling into fast fashion and also using secondhand items again i continue to accumulate secondhand items probably disproportionately just like from friends or i don't know from like relatives and things like that and i really appreciated that but so i kind of phased out that 100 percent turtleneck and polo shirt wardrobe through high school and then when i got to college i moved even further north and it was even colder So I'm also a very, very cold person, as in I try not to be cold-hearted, but I'm also that. But also I get really, really cold all the time. I try not to be like I'm cold because I realize other people are also probably cold and me saying that I'm cold probably doesn't help with that. But I can't help it sometimes, aka often. And I did pick up a lot of sweaters. I regret, well, I don't really regret a lot of them. Some of them, I'm like, did I really need this? I also got duplicates of some things. Also, again, the parent forcing me upon turtlenecks happened again. I mean this in the most loving of ways, but also kind of like in a, I don't know, it's funny, I think. Um, 
And it's a funny thing to be forced upon you, is what I'm trying to say. And so I have had this second bump of picking up a lot of clothes was when my first winter in the colder area that I'm in. And then now I think this year I've had a few, oddly enough, this year where I'm transitioning into minimalism, I think is also when I've been cycling through a lot of clothes, like repurposing them, decluttering them, and also purchasing a few new ones. Environmentally, that's not good, but I think for my wardrobe, that is good because I'm picking up items that fit my purposes better. And I do believe that having items that you can make the best use of is far more meaningful than having items that you're forcing a meaning out of. And also, I know that for other people, at least I've heard that this is the case where you have clothing that you don't wear for years that you don't like, and you're like, why do you have this? That never happens to me because I wear all the clothing that I have and I force it upon myself, but that's also really unnecessarily stressful. And I'm trying to work away from that. But I wanted to talk you through this clothing process because I think that fashion and clothing, if you can afford it in the capacity that you can afford it and never, never fall into credit card debt if you're just, you know, frivolously purchasing clothing. But if it's within your means and if it's something that brings value to you, then I think it's really empowering and I I love everything about it. So it's kind of this thing that I'm trying to balance with minimalism. I'm still working through it, but I just wanted to talk through that. Clothing is also valuable and also in, in aggregate, very expensive, but I'm sure. But if I actually added everything up, it will be, but each and every single item is not super pricey. So it's something that's kind of easy to forget about. And along those lines, it's food. And I keep oscillating between purchasing the cheapest thing possible and also trying to pick up things that are healthier. Like at the airport, I have this one commitment, which is that I have to buy a salad or something that makes me feel similar to a salad when not available. The one time I think that I got something unhealthy at the airport was Panda Express in, I think, Michigan or Missouri. I'm really not good at the States thing, but... That was the time that I got because I think that was the healthiest thing that I could find that I felt like I could eat at the moment. I think my also flight was incredibly delayed and I was very hungry and all that. But generally speaking, I try to pick up a salad and they're incredibly expensive and not that good quality and they're definitely not worth it. But I get really motion sick on planes and I've had to fly a good amount and I know that eating a salad is what will make me feel the best on the flight and afterwards and I get the least motion sick when I eat a salad. I don't know why. It makes zero sense. It has to be salad or homemade rice. And those are the only two options really that I ever go with. I of course snack, but it has to be something dry or something light or yeah, I'm very, very particular about food I eat in the airport because of my motion sickness. And so that's just one example. I'm not in airports all the time, obviously, especially not now. But I do try to be deliberate, but also I can't help but be a little penny-pinchy sometimes. So I'm trying to figure out what makes the most sense because obviously food and to me personally, food and education are probably the two most important things that I will be spending my money on and I want to be thoughtful about. And I guess like a safe place to live, so that's with a cap, upper cap, but also still very important. And those things are things that I really want to invest in And I also do want to invest in, of course, like fashion and like traveling. Like those are the next tier things that I think are personally meaningful for me, of course. Like, well, books kind of fit in with an education and also entertainment. But 
And then what really doesn't matter to me is like paper towels or trash bags, like those disposable items that you buy to dispose. So that's how I'm trying to prioritize. And now let me move out of my personal list of 10 things that added the most value and 10 most expensive positions and talk about why thinking through this is meaningful for minimalism. It's a little daunting for me to think about all these things that I've had a lot of money invested on. Honestly, very little of this is my own money. I don't even think that the concept of my own money really exists because I think that the reason why I can make money is because of other people. So like it's not my own money. Like that doesn't really make sense to me. But point being, I didn't earn it, technically speaking. And it's from scholarships and it's from my parents and my grandparents who are just very average public school teachers. So they're not even on the wealthier end by any means. They penny pinched and that's how I can afford these things. So it kind of feels a little bit like I feel incredibly guilty about spending money on like even boba or like coffee or like a nice sweater, like anything about that. So this is very daunting for me, but I think it's very meaningful to think about as well because aligning the things that you value most and the things that you spend a lot of money on is good. And that might be a car for you. It might be a house for you. It might be your child and like bringing them up. It might be your cat. It might be, I don't know, it could be so many things. It could be a Lego set and it doesn't really matter what that is. But I think that making sure that those things are aligned is really good and it's the essence of minimalism because you want to make sure that what you value and what you're investing in align. And that's something that I'm so passionate about and making sure that that is the case. And I think that there are a lot of frivolous expenditures that people just make around me that, I mean, it doesn't really matter to me necessarily, but I would love to just not be an annoying friend, but also remind them like, hey, is this really something that you want to be spending money on? And they probably would say no. I know people who don't actually enjoy alcohol, but spend money on alcohol because everyone else does, or because everyone else is doing something, spends money on like eating out, even though they don't want to, or they're stressed about it. There is no reason to do that. And if they're really your friend, they're going to get that. It's not that you don't like to spend time with them or you don't want to do what they're doing because you don't like them, but it's just that that's not a priority for you. And there is nothing wrong with not spending money on that $80 like baseball game. I I don't really know if baseball game tickets actually cost that much. I'm sure they're actually more expensive, but you know, there's no point in spending so much money and resources and energy on things that other people do just because other people are doing them and you don't want to make them uncomfortable because they won't be. They can obviously do whatever the heck they want and you can do what you want as long as it's not hurting someone and as long as you're just making it clear that you don't want to do this because of your own reasons and you want to spend those resources and time and energy somewhere else or maybe you don't make as much as your friends like I encounter this a lot where it feels like a lot of my peers have a lot more means and or they're going to be making a lot more because they're software engineers or you know they just come from more and that's totally fine and I'm glad that they do because then I don't need to worry about them you know like it's it's nice that they come from a good place and they will be going to a reliable source of income But that just means that I can't spend as much as they can. And I know that they kind of feel bad about that, but they also shouldn't. And I hope that we can bring our society forward. Oh gosh, this is getting dramatic, isn't it? But I hope that we can bring our society forward to a place where, well, first of all, there doesn't exist as much like financial disparity that exists in the world right now, but also where it's okay for people to not do what everyone else is doing because that's really stupid. And I, I hate that about like the modern society socialization. And the US is doing pretty good on that front, I think. 
because I, as you know, if you have listened to the alcohol and minimalism episode, I didn't drink until I turned 21. And even then, I just kind of went abroad and that's where I drink. And like, you know, I drink for fun and I drink because I enjoy the beverage, not because everyone else is doing it. And I think the US does fairly well. And my university definitely does a good job. If you know where I attend, I'm sure you can imagine that people are really accepting of the fact that I didn't drink. They're accepting of the fact that I do now. Either is fine. But in other things, like spending money on food and stuff like that, I think we have a long way to go. And Japan, oh my goodness, is so bad at this. And I stuck out, I mean, I still stick out like a sore thumb, but I will no matter where I go anyway. So I've accepted that. But I stick out like a sore thumb because I like doing what I believe in. As long as, you know, it doesn't like actively hurt other people or anything like that. That's bad. But, and things like this the bottom line of minimalism is to really refine what matters to you and the ways in which you can contribute to the world at least that's my personal spin to it I guess and I think that aligning what you spend money on and aligning the things that add value to your life is really meaningful and making sure that those are your decisions and respecting that of the others as well I think is really valuable so that's what this episode's all about I'll end it out here thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this baby rant I love talking to you and I love sharing my ideas and I hope that these add value to your life as well and the rules and regulations kind of take it with a grain of salt you know do it as much as you enjoy I didn't really even write out 10 items I wrote out you know a handful for each category but I think even that is meaningful so take what you will I hope you have a fantastic day I can't wait to talk to you again see you here or on my insta at minimal moves by h by minimal moves